Hello, my quadrupod friends that skate eight. What is up, skaters? How have you all been? This episode is going to be a summer wrap up. I personally enjoyed taking this break over the summer. There's always lots going on, and when work ramps up and I'm trying to squeeze in all the activities at the day's end before the sun goes down, it ends up being a lot. And now, here we are. September, where the temperatures have dropped and the daylight is getting shorter and shorter. But there will always be a time and place to skate no matter what time of year. So stick around for the next bit and hear what I've been up to with my summer of skating. This is Obsessions of a Roller Skater. Obsessions of a Roller Skater is recorded on traditional territories of the Sinek, Selik, and Hutnaha people home to diverse indigenous peoples, including the Métis. Oh, summer. The skate parks are mostly dry, and you can skate until about 9 or 9.30 around here. Minimal clothing not to weigh you down, and people are soaking up the vitamin D and getting sendy. Thinking back, July was a good month. Packing in skates whenever I could, and pretty much skating until dark. I found I was pushing myself to try new areas of the park. Jump over that rail? Sure. Try stalling on that rail on top of that ramp? Why not? I was feeling good, pushing myself and finding new flows. When I get myself to the park often, I really work on my staple moves. Then I find my confidence goes up and I'm able to try newer, harder things in newer, harder spots. So that's what I was doing. It was all about skating. But I found myself experiencing a bit of a social media burnout. I didn't really care to be constantly watching skating on Insta or documenting myself trying new things or hitting those best tricks in my book. I just needed to skate, like I did before the influx of social media. Don't get me wrong, I love seeing so many of you crushing it. But it's a fine line because skating skills are such a personal journey and social media is just a highlight reel. So watching the air quote good skaters constantly push themselves to try newer, harder things doesn't mean I have to if it doesn't feel right at the time. I have a very competitive nature, so it's easy for my brain to see all of this and want to be one of the top contenders doing all of this skating too. But I work full time. I've been getting tattooed all summer and need time to recover from that. And I do need to be mindful with my body and take things at my own pace. I also have other things to do, like hang out with friends and go dirt biking and, you know, just lounge on the beach. So... (laughs) You got to take it as it comes. So for me, cutting out watching skating on social media and posting on my socials helped me just do what I was out there to do, and that's progress at my own pace and have fun. Another challenge that this summer presented was forest fire smoke. For many days in a row, I couldn't see the mountains just out my window, and some of those days, we had the worst rated air quality in the world. 
And while it wasn't raining and I could technically have gone skating, the really bad days, it wasn't really worth the health risk. It unfortunately continued on like this into August as well. The forest fire smoke is also really taxing on you, even when you're not doing a lot of physical activity. If you're outside for too long, your throat starts to hurt. Having a thick smoke in the air blocks out the sun, depleting your vitamin D. And the unknown of when it's going to end or if your area will be heavily affected by the fires themselves is enough to put a damper on your mood. But this is something we experienced living in BC. We got so lucky last summer with no substantial fires in the area. And I only really remember experiencing some smoke towards the end of the summer. And that was from the fires in California. With all of that, the hustle of my outdoor skate kind of came to a halt. Luckily, I didn't have to stop altogether. We utilized the indoor ramp the town over, and days when it was seemingly clearer in the mornings, we hit up the skate park for 8 a.m. sessions. Things started to clear up a bit a couple weeks into August, and I was stoked because I had planned my first West Kootenai skate park tour for the third week. The plan was to hit six parks in three days with a night of camping in the mix. With rain in the forecast and many of my main skate mates out of town, I was a little weary, but I always try and stay positive because you never really know what's going to happen until it's actually the day and time. And even if nobody could make it out, I was still going to skate anyways. Excited, I had packed the car, ready to go with my camping gear on deck, and headed out for the first stop on the tour. I got there a bit earlier, and while there were clouds in the sky, the park was dry and the weather was holding. I was stoked, even with all the rain in the forecast, which, fair enough, we desperately needed to help the forest fires and clear out the smoke. It was all going pretty well. Around about 6.15, more skaters started to arrive, and I was really excited that they had made it out. And then the thunder started. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> we did all manage to skate around a bit together before the actual rain and lightning started. Not exactly what I had envisioned, but we all hung around in the pouring rain, sheltered of course, for a bit and chatted. It was nice to be surrounded by a bunch of other quad skaters. When I drove home, I drove through a pretty extreme storm, still hopeful tomorrow could be dry at the parks I was heading to. See, that's the thing in BC. You can drive 10 minutes and be in a completely different weather system than you just were. So I headed to bed early, ready to rise, bright and early, on the road by 7 a.m. to make it to the trail park an hour away. It wasn't too bad leaving town in the morning, but as I hit the next town over, it was lightly raining, and by the time I got to trail, it was steadily raining. I made the decision to call off the rest of the tour that day and just reschedule for another weekend. But that didn't stop me from skating that day, though. Even though it was raining, on the way back home, I hit that indoor ramp at the skate shop uh, for about an hour solo session. 
So that's what I did, and I'm glad I did because people I'm looking forward to skating with will be able to attend my rescheduled date now. I'm really excited to do a skate tour and be able to spend the day with like-minded people encouraging each other and pumping each other up. And hopefully the weather cooperates for me this time and we can make it happen and also make this an annual thing. I mean, we aren't even hitting all the parks that are in the area, just the main bigger ones. So next year, it could be a totally different route. After that weekend, most of the smoke did clear up and it actually felt like the beginning of summer again. So at the park, I've just been continuing to have fun and work on combining all my moves to have longer lines and creating more flow when skating street sections or skating the bowl. I had a couple skate goals this summer and I can't say that I actually achieved them, but hey, summer is not over yet. There is still time. There is still time. So my goals were to drop into the deeper end of the bowl at my park, which is pretty intimidating because the top of it looks inverted. Um, Yeah, I still look at it often and think it's happening. It's going to happen. As well as aerials. Uh, I guess I just didn't really think getting tattooed, getting a sleeve tattooed all summer Um, how cautious I was going to want to be of that. One of the weeks after it had healed up and I was on my way back to the park, I was actually like, you know what, skating's part of my life and I just can't worry about it. And if it's what I want to do, then I'm just going to skate and don't worry, like it's healed up, it's going to be fine. (laughs) And then I tried uh, a new move just on a feature at the park that I hadn't really tried before. And definitely ate it and fell and had my arm stretch out and luckily my arm did stretch out because I hit my face off of my arm instead of the ground thank you arm but I did scrape you know you get that concrete burn scratch I did scrape up my arm about like half an inch from where my new fresh that round tattoo had happened and I was like "Mm, I think I'm gonna go home (laughs) so after that I was making sure to wear my elbow cover um, and cover up my arm a bit but again it's not done yet I'm still working on my sleeve I probably have another round or two to go and I have just been a little extra cautious with that so haven't been throwing a lot of cartwheels Also, if you've fallen on your arm fully extended out, um, you can almost kind of like pull your shoulder out of place or it does something to your rotator cuff, which ends up being pretty sore as well. Um, So even though that was, I would say, three weeks ago at this point, um, maybe more. Oh, gosh, maybe four. But anyways, I can still feel uh, that... I don't want to call it an injury. It wasn't. It's not like that severe, I guess, or I don't think it's that severe. But 
yeah, I can still feel it in my shoulder. So when that had happened, I also kind of was like, okay, no hand tricks. I'm just going to let this heal up because I had done it last year. And, and that irritation actually lasted for like a couple of months. I kept it pretty immobilized. I didn't think I was supposed to move it around, but having gone through physio with it, I know I can, and I'm not further damaging or hurting anything. It actually helps to keep moving it around. But I figured, uh, you know, take a break on the ho-hos and the cartwheels for a while. And I know aerials, you know, could have been ideal because you're not actually needing to put your hands down, but we will get there. We will get there. So summer goals, still there, still in the mind. It's going to happen. Let's do this before the snow flies, even if it has to be. And if it doesn't, whatever. (laughs) Just, you know, have fun with it, right? It's what it's all about. Back to comparing myself too much to others on socials. Sometimes thinking I'm not progressing enough because I'm not doing bigger moves or more advanced tricks. Looking back, I'm actually really happy with the progress I have made over the last few months. My lines have been getting more and more smooth and I've been taking steps to up my moves like making more solid and higher airs in the bowl and working more on backside slides and one-footed stalls. I didn't even really work on the sib tricks of the month, which were 360s and Zen airs for July and August. I have done them a little, just on my own time, but I guess due to my social media burnout this summer, I didn't really think of needing or wanting to have to do them to keep up. But if you did, nice work. I certainly love the concept of sib trick of the month, and if you're on it for this month, September, then it's fakies. Especially when you don't know what to do, it's a great resource to pull from and could be a good incentive to push yourself and try something new or something out of your comfort level. Again, at your own pace, but sometimes it's just nice to have those encouraging reasons to want to try something new. This is also kind of like the Happy Tricks online video comp. If you haven't heard of them, head over to their Insta and check them out. Each year, they host a video competition with three levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And the idea is to record yourself doing all the tricks in the category you're wanting to join and do most to all of them throughout the month of August. I knew getting tattooed and being more careful This summer, while I'm going through that process, I wouldn't be able to hit the mark for this year. But again, it's a great resource to check out and pull from for new tricks. The cool thing with that too is there's a hashtag associated with each trick as well. And a requirement is to have it a regular version and a slow-mo version of your video of the trick. Um, so you could always hit up that hashtag and see tons of different skaters doing one trick and see if watching them helps you decipher how to do it yourself. I'm definitely monkey see monkey do. So I really like watching people do things, um, over and over again, and then watching different people do things and seeing if I can pick up on something that I might be missing that's working for them that could work for me. Or possibly seeing that like one weird skater, I guess you could say, doing it a totally different way and having that resonate with me as well. 
Um, so yeah, make sure you go check out Happy Tricks if you haven't. If you're looking for some new content to check out um, on tricks and how you can try some yourself. And really, for the most part, that's what's been going on this summer. The summer always feels like it's over way too quickly, but I'm soaking up as much of it as I can. And fall skating is just around the corner, which means cooler temps and costume skates for Halloween. In this wrap-up, I didn't really have any shout-outs, but I'm back online watching all of you skate and checking out all the cool stores and products out there. I'm still so amazed with the influx of skating on social media these days, seeing new stores pop up, new creators pop up, new people still continuing to get into roller skating and trying it, and we are going to take over the world. This is pretty amazing. Um, Even in my own community, even though people aren't constantly out at the park all the time like I am, there is definitely a larger community than there ever has been since I started skating here and people really putting their own spin on things and having fun with it and building a community, which again, it always comes back to is skating. There's always this collective, this community, and it's really nice to hang out with some like-minded people while rolling around on eight wheels and feeling like a kid again. So for you guys, I've got some interview episodes in the works, and you can expect me to have my monthly wrap-ups for you to keep posted with what's been going on. I know I didn't really have much to say for this episode. It's kind of all been a blur and again, just trying to not worry so much about constantly documenting everything that I've been doing over the summer. I didn't really plan it. It just kind of happened. It felt like it was something I needed. Um, I'm pretty good at taking cues from myself and just saying this is what needs to happen and doing it for my well-being. So um, I think continuing on with this podcast, I would absolutely want to continue and it's super fun for me and I really enjoy making these episodes for you guys. Um, I have fun with it, but I think it's really nice to be able to take the summer months off um, and just kind of unplug and have fun out there. If you've been here since the beginning and you are tuning back in, or if this is just the first time you're hearing an episode, thank you all so, so much for your support. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. And if you haven't already, you can head over to my Instagram, Obsessions of a Roller Skater. Let me know how your summer of skate was, what did you learn, and what were you working on. You can also subscribe to this podcast just about anywhere you can listen to podcasts. I think I've got it up on all the major platforms now, so you can check out my next episode when it comes out. I hope you are all living your lives unapologetically and finding the things that make you feel good and better, both with your physical and mental health. So that's it for me. Stay hydrated, have fun, get out there, and skate.